Hello, welcome once again to Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast, a podcast that's part of the Dark Discussions News Network. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. Personally, so, I, I'm so glad we're finishing this podcast. Doing two podcasts a week has been exhausting. It'll be nice right. to get a break. Well, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Because <laughs> well, me, and, me and Mike are moving on to two additional podcasts to replace this one. Never mind because the regular insane. one. Well, well, I mean, there, there are shows I'd be watching regardless. Anyway. Um, I am I am worried that Phil wants to do a podcast on them because lately his pod record for picking shows that do podcasts on has not been great. No. no so uh, if anybody wants to hear what it's like to to suffer through a podcast that you for shows that you no longer want to do, try listening to our uh, second season of um, Searching of for American Gods. Ghost. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was tough. It was tough because I'm look. I'm always willing to give a show, especially in the format that shows are in now, where it's this stretched out, episodic, uh, not episodic, serialized storytelling. They may be leading somewhere. They may be building towards something. So it may take a couple of episodes to realize they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right, right. Uh, but no, that was pretty. That when I figured that one out pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, so, yeah. So well, you we'll know, keep our fingers crossed. We'll hope that She-Hulk is uh, is fun, and we'll hope that uh, that the House of the Dra- is it House of the Dragon, House of the Dragon or Dragons. Yeah. Uh, hope that House of the Dragon uh, somehow manages to to recover some of the uh, momentum that was lost, because once Game of Thrones ended, it just seemed to vanish off pop culture radar. Thank God. So, but uh, fortunately, that with these two podcasts, even though again we're we're going in quote unquote blind, uh, unlike searching for American Gods and and the Lovecraft Country one that we did and stuff, the, the these two shows uh, we both want to watch and have been on our radar, and it's, we're not going in like let's just take a chance. You know, it's part of established franchises. You're always taking a chance, Phil. That is true, but at least they're part of established franchises. <laughs> Which means so that, nothing. Well, here's the thing. What it, here's what it does mean. Is that he has no reason to not know what this is about. This is exactly. not like Lovecraft Country where he thought it was going to be, some, for some weird reason, something related to Lovecraft. I don't know where he got <laughs> that idea from. Um, you know, so, or American Gods. You know, this is a thing where... Or, uh, what, what was it? Um, the Stand. Oh, my God. Where he just didn't like the execution of a story. Yeah, uh, but saying, saying something is going to be good because it's part of an established franchise is like saying there hasn't been a bad episode of Westworld or there's never no, been no, a bad no, no, Star Trek. No, 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 no. No, that's because it's, it's at least he has enough. If I, knew wow, was, I blasted him offline. Was Mike, you, you disappeared on yeah. us. You have to repeat that. Oh, so I'm sorry. Where we're Phil was saying if he had known that this was what the show was going to be about before we started doing the podcast, we wouldn't have done the podcast. It wasn't just right. about good or bad. It was just the general genre of the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Right. No, I'm just saying the show yeah, could so still that, be shit. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it could absolutely be shit. And, <laughs> and I've warned Phil that I have not heard great things about She-Hulk. So, I mean, I'd be watching it anyway. So I'm right, fully right. prepared to, to love it. I'm fully prepared to, 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 to trash it. It all depends. So, and, and I actually, and I do like the character a lot. I feel two nights of my week by not doing that. Right. There you go. And I'm, and I'm wearing a, a She-Hulk t-shirt for the past 10 days and we're on right now we'll, we'll do it until the can't wait for you to shower have you yep. showered no it's different i have i have i have like as many she hulk shirts as i have oh, Taylor Swift oh shirts. i thought you meant the same oh, one no, no 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 i have like you know like 30 or 40 Taylor swift shirts i have the same thing with Taylor, I was like, uh, you she better hulk. fucking shower and change before you come to mystic damn it. yeah well, yeah i i have why? a why what why why do you have 10 she hulk t-shirts because he's well, it's still. Probably, it's probably 30, actually. But I don't know. It's just. It makes me happy. So I got to. There's more t-shirts than anybody else on the planet. I, I, I only got into doing t-shirts the last, like, four. Since, since Scares the Care, four or five years ago when I started going. And then ever since, I've, I've got into t-shirts. So don't ask me why. No, no, no. I'm not saying why do you have so many t-shirts. I've got a shitload of them. I just don't have 10 of them. Of the same character. Of, of the same character, same movie, same whatever. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, I, well, generally my other T-shirts are, are a mix of, of one or two per character or, or movie or whatever. It's just for some reason She-Hulk and Taylor Swift, I have multiple. Probably because um, I like them. For some, yeah. <laughs> one of the things that simultaneously alarms me about you and amuses me about you, Phil, is... How proud you seem of yourself when you change shirts in the middle of the day. <laughs> I, like, I do. Hey, look at me. I have a different shirt on. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I do that. Remember, at uh, num- I don't know if you remember a number of years ago when uh, Seth MacFarlane ho- hosted the Oscars. Oh, yes, I did. Right, Sa- right, yeah. And you sang a song. Show you watch the Oscars? The- I do not, but I, I, because I don't of, either. Uh, an oh, no, that no. happened to me that... That is not good related to my ex girlfriend. No, no, sure. So he, he had uh, he did a, med- a medley a song about all the women at the Oscars, which showed. Their I boobs. do remember that. It was a funny it's, song. I, I saw it on and, YouTube. Yeah, it was, and I. But people were pissed about it. But I just fi- picture Phil singing that song every time he changes his shirt. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing: my shirts, because ever since I've been working out for the past, literally now for a year and a half, you know, a year and a half a month, so so thirteen months. Um, uh, my t-shirts are no longer tight around the belly. They're tight around the chest and the arms and shoulders because of cool. the pecs and muscles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's good. It's good. It's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Are you cool. one of those guys now that sits in front of the mirror and flexes? No, no, I don't. I, I've done it a couple of <laughs> times, but not really. Yeah, I do take selfies, though. Uh, but again, it's because of the oh, shirt, do, not, do, not do, because of my, my, my physique. Do, do you do the duck lips? That was funny. I like that, Mike. That's awesome. Well done. Well done. I, I don't understand that at all. I, I really well, don't. I don't know. They, they think well, the other day I track. saw some ducks in the park practicing their teenage girl face. Oh, that's a good one, too. I like that. That's funny. And, and oddly, uh, it's not just teenage girls, though. It's it's adult girls. Too. It's also oh, film. No, I don't do the, the duck. <laughs> I just show. I just take pictures to show off my shirt. We're just yeah. coming full circle. You do having the heart of a teenage girl. That's all. Oh, I get it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's fair. 
Um, all right, all right, all right. So people are saying, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, what that was a about? whole lot of nothing about Westworld. Yeah, it was really yeah. basically just uh, letting folks know that we, we're going to have a couple more podcasts besides the Doc Discussions podcast where you can continue to follow us even after this podcast either goes in hiatus or is gone forever. We're, we'll discuss that a little bit as well because uh, about season five, rumors is it's going to happen, but it has not been officially announced yet. Uh, but also what we uh, call the transition. Yes, exactly. Transition. But we also have a tr- the transition to the She-Hulk podcast and the House of the Dragon podcast. Uh, all these podcasts, the, right now, the best spot is to just find them at the Doc Discussions podcast feed. Uh, and then if you prefer to just listen to the She-Hulk, that's going to have its own feed. And same with House of the Dragon. But uh, those are uh, the names of those will, will come out uh, when we record those episodes. Because believe me, if you think you have people who don't know what they're talking about now, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's the thing about uh, She-Hulk and, and the House of the Dragon. Uh, it's like watching a movie. We're going in uh, just knowing uh, the franchises and we'll we'll discuss uh, and critique similar to what we do here on the Westworld podcast, both Ruffles and Butts. Um, All right. So speaking of that, let's talk about Westworld. Nice. So, so uh, what we're going to talk about is the season finale of season four, uh, and we're assuming it is not the the series finale because, again, uh, it, it looks like they, it could be. You never know. It depends on what uh, Discovery, uh, which is the, the parent company, decides to do. Uh, but uh, K. Sarah Sarah, episode eight. Uh, which is the 36th episode of the series, and this is uh, the episode eight of season four, uh, directed by Richard J. Lewis, written by Allison Shapker and Jonathan Nolan. Uh, the series is based off of Michael Crichton's uh, movie and property uh, Westworld uh, from the 70s, starring Yul Brenner uh, and Jonathan Nolan uh, and Lisa Joy are the showrunners of this uh, show. Uh, the thing that's interesting about the show is originally a Warner Brothers production that was picked up by HBO Max, and then Warner Brothers just bought out HBO Max. <laughs> and so it, it worked out well for them all. Well, maybe not, but we would discuss all that last week about Warner Brothers and Discovery and all that. But either way, uh, we are here to talk about this episode. Uh, so I guess we can go around and discuss what we thought of this finale. But before we do... We do have one thing. We have an email. <sighs> and this is uh, an email from someone on the other side of the the border in Canada. Uh, the man's name is Sean Fox. What does the fox say? This is what he says. And he says, hello to you fine gentlemen and to our most benevolent robot overlords. This as we this as we end another season. Of Westworld. It was fun seeing Stephen Ogg, a fellow Canadian, as he got to do a live action version of his Grand Theft Auto V performance, as was Jonathan Tucker's short lived reappearance. William was killing it literally and figuratively with sweary good lines like fucking camper and we're as fucked up as our creators, then adding in Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. For the cherry on top. 
that was an awesome touch. What an ignominious ending for both Stubbs and Clementine. But hey, at least badass extraordinaire Clementine got to get her murder streak on for a short time there. Overall, I am fine with the episode ending with just a reveal of Dolores' end game, or new game, I should say. I will be okay if we don't ever get a season five. I don't really trust the Sith that is now Warner Brothers Discovery. I do like the multiple questions being brought up once again of what does consciousness, free will, identity, and reality truly mean. Very much echoed with using the K Sarah Sarah title for the episode itself. I will say that season four sure had its ups and downs, but at least it was a better overall result than the mess that season three turned to be or seemed to be. Thank you, Mike, Phil, and Eric for all your efforts every week. I am looking forward to the premiere of She-Hulk and House of the Dragon coming out later this week. Take care, gentlemen, and I hope that everyone has a great week ahead. Sean from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. All right, sounds good. I do have to agree that uh, the man in black did have some really good lines. Uh, I liked his his line about uh, it's just a video game, and I just made it uh, put it on kill level or or whatever level he said expert. it was. Yeah, expert. Was expert level. Level. Yeah, that that was pretty awesome. Uh, I liked it. Um, all right, so I guess we go around and discuss uh, what we thought about the episode, uh, and uh, we can discuss some of the stuff that Sean brought up afterwards. So, uh, Eric, why don't we start with you? Um, I'm going to be honest. In general, I found this episode not satisfying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there were parts of it I enjoyed. Um, I thought the scene between um, Cookie and Caleb was actually quite touching, um, which was weird, considering that I know Caleb's not real. Um, but then there was also a scene between Christina and Teddy or Dolores, if you'd like at this point, um, that just seemed completely phony to me and elicited no emotion for me other than wanting to get to the next scene. Um, so yeah, uh, did, didn't really like the overall ending. I think the series should end at this point because I don't give a fuck anymore. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's what I thought. All right, fair enough. And let's go with you, Mike. Yeah, let's let's cue the gif of uh, Homer Simpson slowly retreating into the bushes. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. So no, I like this for what it was. Uh, it was not the strongest episode of this season. It is a weird. It is a weird resolution. It is certainly a downer of an ending in a lot of ways, depending on your view of of a, an apocalypse. Uh, it, it ended on in a weird way of, for me on a laugh, which we'll we'll get to. I know that was not that it's not there. It's an unintentional laugh, but it's just where my brain went. Um. And if this is the ending, I will be fine with this as an ending because it has sort of sort of a glimmer of 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 hope in it for our robot overlords. 
Uh, and, you know, it's that lady and the tiger, except on a positive note, that it could go in either direction, good or bad. Um, and I'd be fine with it left there. Uh, I don't think that they're, they're they obviously don't want to leave it there. Ed Harris was talking about shooting again in April or March, or April or May. So there's plans. But um, it's also just kind of a wipe out everything we've done for two years to bring us all the way back. Spoiler warning to the beginning. And that's a little. Like little half exciting and half frustrating. So I'm definitely curious to see what they do with it. But with everything we've been through. To go right back to where we were, literally, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very lost. And there's, there's also a a thing I'm curious to see how they resolve that will not get resolved that there is no season five. But other than that, uh, I, other than that, like I, I liked it a lot more than I didn't. I have a few reservations, but I didn't think it was a, it was a good finish. All right. Uh, I'll be curious to what that re- thing that wasn't re- result re- had a resolution. Uh, is but uh, we'll get into that after. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I, uh, I I have to say I, I did enjoy the episode. I, I, it, it was the episode I probably was engrossed with the most. Uh, it wasn't any point where I really had to stop and check, you know, uh, when Leo texted me today or, or something like that, like I, I usually do in other episodes, or or I stop to play. Uh, toy blast for a second or, or check emails or whatever. This one I actually was able to go through straight without any issues. Uh, it was actually kind of interesting. Um, I, I did find some flaws in it. A lot of it was is that you pretty much knew the outcomes of almost every storyline in a sense. Uh, I mean, you knew what was going to happen to Man in Black. Uh, you knew what was going to happen to Clementine. You knew... Um, things that were going to happen that so I mean it was just it wasn't suspenseful in that way uh, also Mike made a point there about how Ed Harris is saying that oh they may restart recording uh, season 5 or, or filming season 5 uh, in, a, in about 6 months from now and or 8 months from now and, and that isn't a good thing because the, again, the, the problem with this show is when characters die, they can just reappear because they're just robots. And even if they're different characters, they're just still the same actors. So it's kind of unsuspenseful in a sense. Uh, and it appears that they may go that route if they're bringing back the man in black or, or at least Ed Harris's character or Ed Harris as an actor, I should say. Um, uh, also, there were some things that were, were weird, like, uh, who cares about Caleb's daughter? Uh, because based off of what Dolores says at the end, everybody in the real world's dead anyway. So it's like, who cares if they escape or not? It's like, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, it also felt like a ripoff of of Dawn of the Dead uh, ending by uh, Zack Snyder. Um, but all in all, uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite episodes of the season. Um, and if they did end it right there, that's fine too. Uh, some of the things that I thought like the virtual reality stuff, it appears was going on at the same time as the real world, um, and stuff. So that, that was kind of good that, I, or interesting that I was correct a little bit anyway. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I got. 
that's all I got. So, um, for folks who are new to the podcast or have been listening to us for a long time since we are uh, been doing this, we have been doing this for four seasons now, and we are a uh, podcast that has been uh, mentioned by the Huffington Post, as a matter of fact. Uh, and we do have a, a big listener base. Uh, probably equal or more than dark discussions at, at some episodes. So um, what we do here is we spoil everything because we're assuming that everybody's watched the episode that they're listening because they are here to hear other people's opinions and so forth. So uh, where do we want to begin? Mike, Eric? Uh, beginning? Um, All right, let's do it. I don't know. I mean, it's... you. I mean, you, you, let me. How many storylines do you have? You have the uh, the Caleb and uh, Frankie Cookie storyline. Yeah. You have uh, Charlotte, Dolores, yep. yep, and Teddy, and uh, and Man in Black, and but and all of them. Oh, it's, yeah, Charlotte and Man in Black, yeah, yeah, and all of them. But are, really, and I really think, oh, well, Frankie and Caleb are mostly on their own. And then the Charlotte man in black and everybody else is kind of lumped together because they all kind of go to the same eventual point. Right. Uh, except, except that, uh, yeah. So, so Chris, Teddy and Christine are uh, lumped alone. Is that the one that you said? Because well, no, Teddy and Christine are part of the end up, uh, end up, storage. end up converging with the, the, Delo- the, uh, Charlotte storyline. Okay. Okay. And then Clementine, uh, overlaps both. Uh, in the right. Zen, the Venn diagram, in a sense. All right. Well, since since Clementine is the connecting thread, and can, Clementine starts in Hale's storyline. Why don't we start with the Hale storyline? Yeah. Because yeah. We follow, and we can follow that through to the end. Yeah. And then we can talk about the Caleb and. These are the things that we should have listeners well, discussed before the podcast, but that's fine. Well, well, let's let's talk about uh, the, the Hale storyline to start it off. Uh, was that a cheat? That first of all, the man in Brack would have just made sure that she would never get a, come back to life, right? He would have just made sure she's dead. But she was shot in the head, or I, I thought she was, and yet she, her little marble isn't dead, and he was that careless to leave her. There, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I felt that was 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 cheap, and it's like last week. Even though Maeve and, and Bernard aren't coming, didn't come back this this except for Bernard's uh, recording. Um, for Hill to come back, first of all, I wasn't surprised because again, you know, they they brought back the the human man in black last this season when he was basically dead last year, and then robots can just be brought back to life so it's like yeah but i still felt it was a cheat thoughts kinda i expected the show at this point they have no standards that's that's the problem um is is uh and and they've they've set it up so that everybody who died as you said can come back next season um even a line like if you said something that her chassis has been specially reinforced to protect the pearl, but written by people who are much more better paid than I am to come up with words, uh, so it doesn't sound quite so stupid. 
so that it could explain why she survived when it does, doesn't seem like Maeve did, and the man in black may have assumed that she was dead. It really is a glaring oversight, or maybe he just doesn't give a fuck. I, or he could have just, if they'd said it later, if she had said something like, surprised to see me, and he said, no, nah, I knew you were going to be back. I just wanted to kill you again. There could have been other things that they could have been done to just to, to deal with the fact that it seemed like, a, like, like you said, a glaring oversight on his part. Um, and it does feel weird, yeah, that she wouldn't maybe have tried to bring back Maeve too, just to have another ally in the fight, because at this point their their purposes would converge, right? Stop the man in black, right? Um, and then it does, does leave open the question of what happened to Maeve. Someone I was watching on YouTube points out that there is another body next to Charlotte's that is there and then disappears. And that could be an editing mistake. Maybe there's a deleted scene, but presumably it would be Charlotte's, not Charlotte. It would be Maeve's oh, body Maeve. because because they're in the same thing. So what does this mean for Maeve? We we don't know. It might mean nothing. It could just be a gen- general gaffe that they didn't fix in the post-production. But anyway, uh, we didn't see Maeve at all, which is always a downer. But yeah, so Hale comes back, comes back. Uh, after well, doing, to be honest, after doing I, didn't your best, uh, I didn't think it was a downer that Maeve didn't come back. And not because I don't like the character or not because I don't like the actress because I like both. But she was shot in the head. And, and so that makes sense. She doesn't come back. And if they brought her back, too, I would have been upset just like the, I was upset about Hill because it would have been an oversight by the it's man. It's like it's Black. a downer when there were all those episodes in, of Game of Thrones where characters that died that you liked never came back. So, you know, it's always going to be a downer when they're not there. So I'm, I would always be happy yeah, to see more so. Maeve. But um, if, if she came back after being killed like that, then I, I would have been even more upset because it would have been... Oh, they're bringing back one and not the other. I think once. that's what happened. What's that? They already brought her back from the dead once. At least. At least. If not more. Um, yeah, yeah sure so anyway. It's more. Right, and, and Hale is not the most compelling guy. I do find it interesting. I, I did find her becoming an interesting villain at the end because her story arc is really this just I want you to be happy why the fuck won't you be happy how dare you be happy in a way I don't want you to be happy and it's 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 a weird thing and it's just finally at the end she has to kind of let them go and let it all go and I kind of found that as an, an interesting take on the character is that there's a villain who just has to admit her plan didn't work. She got it. She's, you know, she, she did the thing that all the villains in every movie and TV show ever wanted. They, her plan won. She took over the world. And it just turned out she wasn't particularly good at running it. Right. And I kind of like that little arc for that character. And that makes her someone that I really, really hope does not come back next season if there is one. Sure, sure, right. And, and, and uh, plus, you, you said you you were weren't, weren't a big fan of the character anyway, right? So it's not not terrifically. I don't. I mean, she, she's been fine, but um, this is not Maeve. Yeah, she's not Maeve. This is just not the way they write her. And really, really, she doesn't do a whole lot. She she chases down the man in black. She gets a message from Bernard. Bernard has left her a note because he's gone through his thing and seen everything and. Okay, we know what he's going to do. He's got to reach for your left hand. Well, we talked about this last week. Pay attention. 
not once but twice we see Bernard leave a thing, presumably a gun, in the tunnel in the Hoover Dam or leading to the Hoover Dam or somewhere in the Hoover area. And so I think we if you we all know where this is going to go. Right. Yep. Yeah. And which is going to be a conflict for the with the man in black over the fate of the uh, the great beyond at the Hoover Dam. And sure enough, that's where we go. We get a little moment of uh, a bionic woman as she's you have to make me build me better, stronger, faster. <laughs> All right. Um, I did enjoy the fact that uh, she took a hovercraft to the Hoover Dam and he took a horse and he beat her. That's a hell of a horse, man. I had a head start. That's true. <laughs> also, another thing, too, is is that, of course, the showdown would happen at the Hoover Dam, not somewhere else. You know, it's not like he got there first and he was able to pull off the plan or she got there first and just sat and waited for him. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they should have had something like that. But if she got there first because she was, like you said, in a hovercraft and just sat and waited, that's better than they just showing up at the exact same time. Oh, and it also makes sense that they end up there because, because she knows that's where he's going, but doesn't know the route which he is taking. So I just, think it involves a wormhole. Well, I, this is a thing I'm, I have not been clear about, which is was New York, New York, or was New York and New York Park? I think it was New York, New York, because um, this is supposed to be the real world that yeah. will be unlivable anymore supposedly new york was new york except for christina who was in new york being simultaneously simulated well except she was all actually in new york because that's where her pearl was well right yes right 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 but but what she was seeing was the virtual reality right 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 Right. but i just because it was a short trip to get to the hoover dam and it was a short trip to get from or seemed like a short trip to get from um uh of Chicago land over yeah. to gangland over, over to, to New York and then back. So that was one Honestly, thing. I, was I ever think it's just poor writing. Well, maybe. Yeah. I'm also still confused about the hospital that Dolores went to like on episode three or four that, that, that led nowhere. Right. I was expecting something to, to come up in this. Okay, this is the last episode. We're going to talk about that now, and it, it did nothing. I, I didn't get it. Well, it was just a clue about the tower. That's all. Yeah, it wasn't as exciting as I, I thought it was originally going to be. It was just yeah. a clue. Yeah, it was just a clue that 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 this is a, a city in stasis, and you're getting characters on loops, and it's kind of Westworld all over again. She never interacted with anybody there. Right. Um. So she was just exploring virtually parts of her world. Right. Um, so I guess, does that, do we lead into Dolores now? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we can we can talk about more of that in detail, as, uh, meaning, you know, Hale and, and what whatnot. But yeah, let's get into Dolores. That's fine. Let's do it. Well, because Hale, uh, and well, Reverse that. We go back it up a second. I'm jumping ahead. So, right, Dolores has realized that she's a virtual program, and she's interacting with Teddy. She realizes she's just a background program running through the city and keeping tabs on the city. She is not physically present. So, uh, what was that term uh, they use for the thing that 
she told us at the beginning of Evan Rachel Wood told us in the behind the scenes at the beginning of the season uh, that what was that Eric? She said that uh, she was that, a human. That she was a human. What do we call? There's a term for that. What do we Lies. call that? It was a lie. Yeah. It was a big. It was a. It was a big old fat ass lie. Is what that was. It was Indeed. a. It, I'm very disappointed. It was a. It was a deep fried, greasy, oily, dripping with fat lie. It was. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lucky lie. She's not on twi- Twitter anymore. She lie, 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 <laughs> lie. Liar, pants on fire. Which uh, again, I've said this before, but I don't. I understand them not telling us. I understand them being coy. Well, I understand them being coy as well, but that's not cool. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. That's, Just be that, evasive. That. Don't fucking lie flat out. Right. right. I yeah. That's I like like to say. Hey, are you going to die this season? You could say like any all of them pretty much could have said yes because just about all of them do. Or, or, then, or oh, but said, I came back. All right, all right, you got a point. But this was just flat out. They should have said you no. have to. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because he did come back. But yeah, they should have just said you have to watch and find out. Right. Yeah, and that's what you should do. That's all. That's all you should ever say. But she has to tell something about the character. She did not have to say she's a human. She no, could have just left that there for the audience. She could have said Christina works as a story writer. Right. And that's it. And just yeah. moved along because it wasn't even in right. an interview format. Right. It was it was in one of those uh, the EPKs. Right. The, uh, the, right. the marketing package. Right. Well, and, and she could have even said something that is kind of true without lying. Like like she's a young woman that lives in the city that, you know, you know something like because technically, you know, she is a, a simulation of a young woman. So that wouldn't have been a lie. That would have been a trick. But it wouldn't. Have been, but she didn't even do that. She came blatantly right out and says, I'm a human. Yes, like, we're all on the same page. Yeah, that's not good. Let's move on. That's Evan Rachel Wood. Okay. <laughs> Fatwa. All right. Anyway, uh, so did, so what this show is, speaking of Dolores, this show from the very beginning was always Dolores' show. She's the main character. I think this some, this can verify that. Well, except for the rest of the season. But that, I know what you're saying, and I was thinking that too. But <laughs> it, it, but Westworld is his, her story more than anybody else's, I think. Except for the rest oh, of yeah. season four. Well, but even so season four, she's season four. Season four, she's the main hero and the main villain. <laughs> right, right, and even Hill is is Dolores. Right, because, so I'm not saying necessarily. No, she's not what, Dolores anymore. But you, but she's descended from Dolores. Right. At one I'm point, I'm descended she was. from my father. That doesn't make me my father. Well, that depends. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, did, didn't did cats in the cradle, the silver spoon? You became yeah. your father. There you go. Um, and songs always are completely accurate to reality. Oh, you never um, saw you see in this guy <laughs> with diamonds. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey, that's why I. That's why Taylor Swift is the best because her songs are truth. Stop anyway. talking about Taylor Swift. Fair enough. Um. So. Yeah. So. So Dolores. Um. Well, Mike, what you were. I interjected there, so I'll let you continue. So go ahead, as you were saying. 
When does she realize who everybody is that she's been interacting with? Was that before or after she takes a trip? That when you say takes a trip, what do you mean? She takes a trip. She doesn't end the show at the same place she was at the beginning of the show. She goes oh. away for a large portion of the of the middle of the of the episode. I think it was right before. Okay, so she yeah. comes to the realization through the conversation with Teddy that everybody she's been talking to is a different facet of herself right. that she has crafted. You know, so Maya I mentioned is the uh, back in the first episode means mother, and that might be something significant. But that means like her boss, the person that that committed suicide. Uh, these are all the the, the 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 losers that she was dating. Apparently, were were all non-existent, quote unquote, people that she projected to inform right. herself about the world and maybe to get some nookie on Saturday night. Um. Right. So yeah. So that's. I mean. I mean. Her. Her final goal. Interestingly, and 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 fair. Besides trying to create a world in the sublime, is to search out for Teddy. Because when she's talking to Teddy, and Teddy says, "Well, I'm there somewhere. You can search for me." She's really saying what she wants for herself, which is she wants to find her love, Teddy. And I, and I thought that was good after we found out that that really wasn't Teddy because I thought they were going to go with the love story. I was like, Oh, that's actually kind of cool, but it is, but it's, Boy, it's not, not care about any of it. Well, fair enough. Uh, but <laughs> it, it was her, it is a love story, but it's a love story of her going to try to find him rather than boring. Well, I didn't think so. I thought it was interesting. What was your thoughts on that, Mike? Uh, I mean, it answers the question um, as to which I had, which is what I had last week, which is if she's not real, what who was who her? What's the deal with her roommate interacting with her and and all the rest? I was wondering if they could be virtual programs also. But I, all right, fine. It's her imagining things. All right, so we're just going through identity again. Um, and looking at different aspects of the same character, which have kind of established that she's many pearls in one. So fine. Um, it, it, just, it was not the most engrossing plot point um, for me for the, this episode. But so, so while she's talking to Teddy, the, the, the city starts to black out and you see that Hale is standing in front of the middle of the red map, smashing it with her heel. And which I thought was interesting because I didn't know what was going on. I thought maybe Hale was having some weird nervous breakdown or throwing a tantrum. And it opened, it turns out that Dolores' pearl is hiding under the red map all along. Which I thought was, personally, I thought was kind of a neat reveal, given now that we know what Hale's, not Hale, Charlotte's, not Charlotte, Christina's. Christina. <laughs> Between this and Better Call Saul, having protagonists with multiple identities is really hurting my brain. Um, anyway, I thought it was neat, given given her role in this in the in controlling the city, that her pearl has been sitting in the map, for lack of a better term, hiding in place, plain sight the whole time. I thought that was a nice little reveal. 
True. Um, and then one it's other thing, coincidental, but still cool. I mean, because who yeah. actually created it and put it there in the first place? Well, will always be a question. Hey, well, hail. Charlotte did. Charlotte made the map. She made the tower. She controls the human. She's the one who put, I'm guessing, the okay. pearl there. Gotcha, gotcha. And then um, she discovers that it's actually sentient. Right. Well, no, I think she knows it. I think because we already saw her visit Dolores before, check in with her. Right. I, I That I was assuming was real, but I could be wrong about that. Maybe that was just a another projection of her imagination. All these questions that we'll probably never get an answer to. Uh the only other scene I think that's relevant at this point is that she uh, interacts with, with uh, Clementine. And I thought that was a nice scene where she asked if Clementine wants to come and help her on her mission. And basically Clementine says, you know, for five uh, for four fucking seasons, I've been everybody's goddamn assistant. Can I please do something for myself? Not exactly in those words. Again, people are paid better than I am to come up with words. But I appreciate that. I appreciate that finally... Clementine was going to go out and kill people because she wanted to go out and kill people. Well, and I, I, that's another problem with her character was they could have had she she just basically became a mini um, man in black when they could have had her become a ally to someone. In, in other words, find her people, you know. And instead, she decides to become rogue. And I would have kind of liked it if she just disappeared or, uh, you know, on her own and just disappeared. But instead she shows up and threatens instead of saying, let me join you folks. I did enjoy watching her kick the crap out of Caleb. That was fun. Yes. Uh, I'm not denying that. The scene was good, but I would have liked her had she better if her story had where she allied with them instead. I would not have minded her having a little bit more depth. I agree with that. And if this was, if the story in the real world was going to continue into next season, um, then it might've been interesting to see like Charlotte, the, the host living in amongst the human outliers and see where that develops as opposed to her just saying, I want to be my own Terminator. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and, and again, she had the same problem as the man in black, which is she doesn't take the gun or check the gun. She just takes the word of her enemy, and that was kind of silly. Um, and also, at that point, I I know she thinks she's a powerhouse, but again, I still think she could have, uh, I help you, you help me type of thing, and then maybe either just goes off on her end later or she just stays with the new crew you know or whatever but um and because again i don't think any of us ever hated the character so even when she was a a zombie which is what she's been for the last like two seasons she was always a character all of us liked i think in season one and season two so when her death happened this episode it wasn't like satisfying because it was a kind of a character that we liked and I actually felt a little bad for. Yeah. I think the problem is that it it ties in with the theme of the episode, which is that I gave you free will and all you wanted to do was go fuck around and hunt human beings. Right. Right. Um, And so 
they just basically made her no different than the Stephen Ogg host at the beginning, um, who we kind of glossed over because uh, Sean Fox said something about that. Uh, Stephen Ogg right. being from, as you mentioned, Grand Theft Auto, but also um, Walking Dead and uh, Better Call Saul and uh, and Westworld. Law, yeah, Law and Order, Murdoch Mysteries. Yeah, I think uh, his his lot in life is to get his ass kicked. I think that's his job. Um, because he looks like a henchman, that means he needs to get his ass kicked. Uh, right. It's, oh. Um... Yeah, so that's that's her story, and then she goes off again, and she crosses over with Caleb's crew, which we haven't talked about yet. Right, right, yeah, and and you know, the thing about Stephen Ogg is is that I I didn't even know that it was him. I thought it was a different actor. I thought it was um, uh, Michael Kelly from uh, Dawn of the Dead remake and. Um, that Kevin Spacey Netflix primary cut. What was that? That when he played president, Kevin Spacey played president. House of Cards. He was the chief of staff of Spacey's character in House of Cards. I thought it was that actor. Okay. And he played CJ in Dawn of the Dead, the the security guard that was a jerk at yes. first. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, I thought that's who it was. Uh, 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 Michael Kelly, not not Stephen Oggs. Because they kind of look alike with the beard. And... Yeah, now, now that you mention it, um, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, I don't think he got that far in Better Call Saul, but he's got a, a scene with Mike in the first season, I think episode nine. That uh, that was priceless. Oh, oh, so Michael Kelly is in that? Saul no, Stephen Ogg. Oh, There's oh, a scene gotcha. with Mike. Gotcha, Mike Erler Tracker, the German. Yeah, gotcha. Um, interesting. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Um, so anyway, you were continuing about that, uh, about Stephen Ogg and all that. So yeah, the glass, they just become, well, was even Stephen Ogg, was he a, oh yeah, that's right. He was a host because he even says it to the woman. He goes, I'm a host. He was in the first season. He was the guy uh, that was drinking the milk that kills the father. In Better Call Saul? No, in Westworld. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, so yeah, so they kept on bringing them back. Yeah, they just like they brought uh, the guy that the man in black blue, uh, shot in the ambush by. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they brought him back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Clementine became uh, used her free will to just to be a uh, self interest. And whatnot. Basically, the thing that I always worry about when robots become sentient is that their logic wouldn't have empathy, and and that's what kind of what Clementine became. And again, though, I, I still know her and think of her as season one, season two. So her death and how she acts as a it made me feel sad rather than like a, a chair, because I could see that scene set up for people to go, yeah, they killed her, you know, especially after she kills Stubbs. Um, and yeah, so that was weird too. Stubbs death was, was, was way too easy too. I thought that was kind of sucky, but anyway, um, 
Anything else? Where, where else do we want to go? What, what else do we want to discuss? This is the season finale, so so it's. I just feel the Well, the problem is it's mostly action. It's a lot yeah, of action true. and a lot of setup resolution and setup for next season. Um, so, what was the the thing that you said, Mike? Wasn't set up if if they did end right now. Is, is it is it Frankie? I mean, uh, whatever Caleb's daughter's name, whatever her name is, uh, going off to live a life, even though Dolores already said they're all dead and they can't live. They're not going to survive. I'm not sure which specific because there were two things. One, I just found it funny um, that you get the trope of the the two people going off at the end of the world to restart civilization, and so off go the two lesbians to repopulate the planet. Just. <laughs> Oh yeah, I thought that was so silly too. I was thinking exactly I thought, I, that. That made me laugh, and it yeah, reminded me of the. Uh, it reminded me of the episode of the Flintstones, when uh, Betty and Barney are lamenting that they can't have a child of their own after after Pebbles is born, and then they go back to their home and they go to bed in separate beds. And I was like, I think I know why Betty and Barney can't have children of their own. But didn't they have Bam Bam? No, that was that was actually the episode they end up adopting Bam Bam. Gotcha, gotcha. So right, same, right. If you go like, into separate beds, you, yeah, you're right. You're not going to be able to have kids. Yeah, that's a fair point. Right. So it's the same same thing here. It's like I think I understand why humanity dies out. Right. Um, now, obviously, there is another enclave off in the corner somewhere of the uh, the outliers that Clementine was going to go murder. Um, no, there is a, a, a post credit scene in the end of season two with the man in black and his daughter, with him being used for um, fidelity tests. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't know that we're going to get a, ever going to get a re- resolution to that without coming back into the real world. So we'll see. Right. Um, yeah, all right. Resolution for the man in black's fidelity tests? Yeah, with, with Williams. Yeah, right, right. It was it was a post credit scene in season yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, was there anything about Charlotte and uh, not the Charlotte, the Frankie and Caleb storyline worth repeating or getting into? I just found their goodbye touching. I did think it was kind of bullshit that, aha, I did really have one bullet left. Yeah, that was terrible. And, and like I said, it was it was. She would not have allowed. She would have just grabbed the gun and snapped, broke it or something, or, or just pocketed it uh, just to leave it well, and believe her enemy that she doesn't. I have no bullets. That was kind of silly. Well, the, the thing is, she had one, and and that was a perfectly good shot that she had. It's not like she was in a place where she couldn't see her. Right. She was like right she in front of her. Shot her before face. she kicked the crap out of her father. Right. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> there, yeah, right. There, that wasn't like, and yeah, it's not like she had the bullet. And she found it laying on the ground. Right. Or something. It was, yeah. It, the whole time. Yeah, it's, it was just, no, I did have it. I just, you know, I wasn't really, like, feeling the mood. Right. I needed to wait for the dramatically appropriate time so they could have that very special teaser trailer moment. Yeah, so everybody could go, yay, she, she killed Clementine. I needed my Stallone Schwarzenegger moment there where I could end on a, Right on a on a line that made me sound badass, and it's like eh. you're a disease, and I'm the cure. Well, 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Is, is that I, I never really cared for Caleb's <laughs> character or his daughter anyway. So I, I know it was a touching moment, as Eric said. I mean, the acting's fine and all that, and the, and the storyline, I guess, is fine. But it was just two characters I didn't really care about. All that. No, no one would have made the her selling off for me. That's Christina and Teddy. I didn't give a shit about them. All their interaction meant nothing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, there you but, go. Yeah. So they've had a problem here with the, in in this this season. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, they they do not do romance well. No, no, it would have uh, made that scene work is if we had spent any time with Frankie and miscellaneous lover right. at all. <laughs> right. To see that they had an actual relationship besides the fact that she got locked up in a freezer last episode or whatever she was locked up in because right. she suspected she was a host. Uh, I, I didn't even realize that they were an item in that way, really. Right. Maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. Right. Uh, but, yeah, they that that would have been a thing. But then they would have had to spend more than four episodes with this character and right. stretch the season out for several more episodes, which I wouldn't want. But it was just a romance story that meant nothing. Um, and I think as far as the Teddy right. thing goes... Teddy spent most, so much of the the series as sort of this milk toast sop that got manipulated and dragged along wherever because he because he was a host, right? Yes. Um. And and his romance with Dolores was a lie. He was a it was a program. That's right. It was following a script, and all anybody had to do was pick up a can of milk to interrupt that romance. Yep. So I get that she has some weird pre-programmed feelings about him. And I think this is, I was just thinking about this before we got on. I think this is really where I have a little bit of a philosophical issue with the last two seasons as a personal preference thing. Not that it's not an idea worth exploring is that the first two seasons are really about free will and choosing your path and, and deciding for yourself what your destiny is going to be, what kind of a person are you going to become? And that goes in with, with William as the man in black. It also goes in with Dolores and the other hosts. And then the last two seasons just flips it all on its head to become about how eh, there really isn't any such thing as free will. And we can totally predict everything you're going to be doing. And we can totally control your lives. Um, oh, I mean, I guess, yeah, the fact that Shirley can't get them to stop killing people would imply that there's kind of sort of some free will there, but they all do it. You know, and the man in black idea is, eh, we're just all cockroaches and we're just that that's we're just going to all want to kill each other. We're just reflections of our creators. So really, it's that the last two seasons lean very heavy on predestination, and I'm not saying, and you know, I lean personally more towards free will, and I'm not saying that there is free will. I'm just saying that I'm predestined to believe that there's free will. <laughs> um, Stop it! <laughs> but so it what, just what haven't we talked about yet? Let's let's wrap this up. So I'm saying, so I'm just saying, so that as a theme doesn't work for me nearly as well as the free will theme and they're not being juxtaposed it was two seasons of free will and feels like two seasons of of predestination so anyway so 
Charlotte and Man in Black end up at the dam. Uh, Charlotte. Oh, uh, Man in Black shoots a couple people along the way, finds a horsey, uh, I, and rides off to the dam. And Charlotte, and not Charlotte. Yeah, beats with her. And Charlotte reaches out, grabs the gun that Bernard left for her, kills the man in black. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, uploads Dolores into the uh, great beyond. And then the part that Phil was waiting for, she strips herself naked <laughs> and crushes her pearl. She does. And so, uh, well, and that was weird that she could still move around after she takes the pearl out of her head. Thank I you. Was, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, that kind of was stupid. Eh, remote control? Uh, I, I, I don't know, pre-programmed? <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's just some bad writing going on this season. Yeah. There's, well, some, there's, some, there's some issues there, yeah. Well, I think yeah. things like that, if I can come up, if I can come up with an explanation in less than three seconds as to why that might work. I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, like she could have like crushed I, the pearl while it was still embedded in her, in the place that it goes. Yeah. That but I also understand it's a visual thing, but anyway, but sort of like I've seen people like on complaining with, again, the, the last season of better call Saul saying, but they didn't show us how he got the inflatable statue of Liberty. Like that's really not an important plot point. It really is it? It's like he he bought it. <laughs> That's well, it. those are the same people who need movies like Solo. So yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, and then we cut to the uh, the epilogue, which is Dolores back in Westworld in virtual reality, repopulating it with her memories. Which I'm not really sure where they're going with this because we because they did mention Charlotte mentions that she. Uh, Open the door to the great beyond so that they could come come and go. My only problem with them coming back into the real world is uh, none of them have bodies anymore. Yeah, that was my major issue with the way this all ended, too. Yeah, so, so I was kind of right. It was all all virtual reality it was going no, you were you were wrong. No, 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 because no. we didn't spend a lot of time in that virtual reality. It's like they, she said that the ones can come back from virtual reality, but none of them have yet. And I don't know why they would, because they're in their own virtual paradise. And the world has gone to shit, thanks to Charlotte and the man in black, and I'm sure people too, whatever the, the guy's name was from last season, uh, the Merovingian, or whatever he was, the architect. Um, and why would you leave paradise if you're a program you don't need a physical body but if they want to come back into the real world next season they can but I, as, as digital ghosts they'll come out as digital ghosts I assume there's maybe a body factory in there somewhere yeah but maybe I don't know I mean it's just weird though that they end it where Dolores says, everybody out in the real world's dead. They, they, they can't survive. And then this is the new world, and it's just this computer in, in the Hoover Dam. Because it's all virtual reality. Right. That's, Which is why I don't care if the show ever comes back. 
Yeah. yeah I get. No, I get it. They, anything they do, like I can't think of a scenario. Like if everything's happening in that world, I don't care. I don't, I don't want to watch it. I don't care what's going on. If they find a way to actually bring them back in the world in real bodies, they're going to have to have a real good explanation as to how that happened. Right. I would concur with that statement. Because there's going to have to be some sort of agent on the outside to create pearls and put them in actual physical bodies. Yep. Well, and you know what? They they do have one thing. They still have those white robots. I doubt they're going to die. The drones? Yeah, and so they'll... Well, they have to communicate with them somehow, though. How's that going to work? Yeah, well, I think that I bet you the sublime allows them to communicate with them or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That would be. It is. Oh, a there'll be a little. Computer. There'll be a little bit of retconning involved. I am sure. Yeah, which is why I don't want to watch it. Yeah. It's. It it is kind of strange, the the, the ending. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, because it's, I mean, it's nothing original because we've seen so many things where we find out everything's a virtual reality or whatever by the end. But to say that that's a a real world, which I guess it is to all the people that are in the real world, but why would you create a real world? If if it's just a virtual reality, I I would just get rid of all the pain and and free will or or have free will, but make that free will related to like how sheep have free will, where they, they all have a certain type of uh, demeanor, you know, so they still have free will, but they have a demeanor. So why would they do? And some of that is along the stories of the West world and they're going to kill each other. Right. And so why would, if I, if I was able to create control that world and make it and mold it a certain way, I have no problems with all those people being there, you know, virtual reality hosts or people, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but I would have them predispositioned and still have free will. So they can still choose their Well, mate, that's what Charlotte tried and then she got pissed off because nobody was doing it right. Yeah, but but the free but that's the problem is that they, they didn't she didn't create them with the or turn them into something with a certain demeanor. You know, because, well, first of all, the, I've never heard somebody say, well, sheep have free will, because that's usually how we refer to people who don't seem to have free will is as sheep. Um, she's giving them choice. She's trying to give them free choice, and she's not a perfect villain. She's not all seeing and not, not all knowing. She's just not doing very well at her job. Um, but, well, but even Dolores is, is like now she has full control. She could just create everybody to have free will, but have a demeanor instead of just being these violent people with guns and, and rapists and shit that you see in Westworld. Well, I don't know. I don't know how the programming of these people works because she is a God in a sense. She is the God of that world and she can't die technically unless the pearl breaks or the computer just breaks down so, and she knows how it all works, because, and therefore she can create. 
so why would you create the same world that you just left if everybody and I'm not even talking about the world that the man in black set in motion, but just the world that say we live in right now, right? Where there's mental illness and, and, and poverty and exploitation and, and evil and all sorts of, you, you could, you could change all that and, and create a demeanor in everybody to not do those things and still have free will. So if, if, you, if just you preset pre their disposition, isn't that taking away some of their free will? No. Well, that, and that's the thing is that you, if you look at certain animals, they have a disposition and yet they still have. Oh, free this is going to be more your shit talk about bears, isn't it? Well, that, that, that's part of it too. It's like, it's like, <laughs> like, like, Stop like with your anti-bear propaganda. But, but like, like, for example, you know, you know, like uh, moose are loner animals, except when it's a mother and calf. And then once there's no child, they're, they're loner animals and everything is, is generally That's fine. what they want you to think. But with humans, they fight wars and do all these stupid things and, and are idiots and whatever. And, you know and I'm saying, and, but because their demeanor is because people suck. Right, right, because our demeanor is a little more different. So if you could take the demeanor of a, a moose or or if you prefer a sheep who live in a, a community of where they don't kill each other, then and I'm not talking about the, the, the goats up on the mountains, I'm talking about like farm sheep or something or, or then you you could you could create these beings that still have free will because they're still going to choose their mate. They're still going to choose their friend. They're going to still choose where they want to live in their job. It's just that they're not going to kill each other and be evil. So if Dolores doesn't change the demeanor, she's an ass. And I still think it's free will. If you change demeanor, I think Mike, you know what I'm talking about here. No, I get it. It's just because that's that's kind of putting your thumb on the scale, and I don't think she wanted to do that. Yeah, and then it's just going to go back to the same thing. Right, which is why there should not be a season five. Right, which and why they, they, they could end it here. We know that she's going to go off and play God and try to create a world that's better than the one that Charlotte made. Well, and, and we and, can live in bliss, and you can believe that it's either going to be a colossal fuck up, as the the man in black said it was, which is correct, because the hosts are just created are are a reflection a reflection of, the, of humanity. And again, it all depends. Yeah. Listen, it's the whole idea, is, right? Everything, everyone is just a, a, a reflection of who, what she thinks of them, or what right. she meant. But there are actually that's, that's not entirely true. She can create reflection of people. She can she can reflate, create people there. I'm guessing. Or will have that ability, but there are real hosts there. There are real programs yep. floating around in 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 robot heaven. Yep. And I don't know. I don't. Are but, they gonna want to come back? Are they? Did they come back? Do they have to find a child to talk to through the TV? I don't know how that's going to work. Right. If, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Do they want to come back? Like like the Native American Indian guy, whatever you want to call him, uh, depending on. The person you talk to, um, dude, you can have your guy, land back. He, that guy doesn't want. I think wants to stay where he is, right? But we'll see. We'll see what happens because I, I mean, fundamentally, this is this is a little bit like the Matrix, you know. In that, okay, what's the problem with staying in the Matrix? Really, what's what's the problem? What's the drawbacks? Right. Because I never saw any. 
You know, it's not like they were being tortured in the Matrix. Right. Um, if and, and and this is actually a Matrix of their own creation. They get get to live in their literal fantasy reality for all eternity. Yep. So why would they just leave that world to go to the shitty real world, especially now the shitty post-apocalyptic real world? Yep. So, what, yeah, right, I, I don't right, know. Right. The two of them have said, Joy and uh, Nolan, have said that they've had the image for the last shot or scene of the series in their heads from the start. They've clearly not gotten there. So part of me really does want to know what that last thing is, whether that is through another season or through an article that's written in an interview because the last season is canceled. I would like to know what that's what that last shot is, what their original goal was, what their original plan is. I think this is fine. It's kind of brought everything full circle. It's kind of ended on a on a downer with a little bit of a note of hope. And that's fine. But you could argue that it's also a, a disappointing ending, too. Yeah, I could see that. Well, to me, the more important part is that it's an ending. So don't make season five. <laughs> Everybody's dead. What the fuck is the point of going on? More importantly, yeah, Dave's dead. Yeah, actually, actually, you're absolutely right. The only person that's alive is is the Dolores. Everybody else is dead, and no one cares about Caleb's daughter, who's going to die anyway, because that's what Dolores said. Everybody is going to die out there anyway. So everybody's dead except for Dolores, and she's just a program. Well, Dolores a isn't isn't technically alive. She's she's a program. Yeah. Every, right. Everybody in in uh, what the fuck is the name of the place? Uh, Sublime. Oh, sublime. Thank you. Uh, everybody in the sublime, it does. It has no physical form. Um, right. So they're they're not. Are, I I don't. They, yeah, they're just. Curved. Know if I count that as alive. Yeah, they're just. Curved. So everybody's dead. What's well, so? What's yeah. so, Just stop. Just right. just stop. So so I kind of said this like an episode or two ago of the podcast that Dolores or Christina is a ghost in the shell. That's all she is. And I think I was right. Well, you didn't say that, but you can you can think you're right if it makes you happy. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I, I said it in passing. I don't know if I was I was adamant about it though. So I, de- I deserve some credit. Nah, Sean Fox will verify this for me. No, he's a Canadian. He can't be trusted. Well, that's a fair point too. Right, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 uh, let's see. Um, so anything else that we have that we missed or we wanted to discuss? Nope. Mike. Uh, let me take a look here. All right. As Mike's doing that. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to drag this out for. I just so desperately never want to talk this show again. <laughs> uh, well, well, I guess we confirmed Eric that William is, is dead, dead. Oh Yeah. Well, the human version of him, but the actor is is supposed to come back for season five, they say, right? So, um, be sublime, well, right, but, sublime but, that'd be man, but that'd be men in black. That would be the, the, the program robot version. I'm right. talking about biological William. Yes, biological William got stabbed. Right. Right. I feel bad about William because William, the young William in season one, he was a good guy. I liked him when he was trying him and Dolores were were together. And then he obviously had a mental 
breakdown somewhere, PTSD came mm-hmm. out of that and, and became just like every other human being, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, but yeah, so, so that human version, uh, is dead. He is gone. Yes. And there are all the other human versions. That's true. Of anybody. That's true. Uh, so yeah, so there hasn't, there hasn't been any officially announced pickup of season five, but sure. there's been, as Mike said, a number of things that state that there there will be, including seven hours ago, uh, an article came out saying that there by Forbes, Forbes.com said not, not, you know, take, take a grain of salt and any press but they they said that uh it's looking like there will be a season five even though it hasn't been announced but but again this is we still have discovery plus so who knows what will happen right well yeah it's that's all merging and people are are, uh, like i'm like i'm no different than anybody i don't know exactly what the hell is going to happen with the, the the new wb discovery um I'm not, but unlike others, I'm not going to pretend that I do. I know what they've said, which is that they want a list product. They want good shows. They just don't want to turn out crap. Um, they, they are not going to simply turn out nothing but reality television because that's what they have had discovery plus for, if that's all they were going to do, they wouldn't have acquired Warner brothers. um, I think they finally. I think I just saw they sold off the CW finally. <laughs> um, oh, so CW is not part of Warner Brothers or Discovery anymore. Not anymore. Well, see, CW, from what I understand, had not been profitable for a long time. Okay. Uh, but what they were doing to make a profit was you make a show where they were making was so they made something like Supernatural season forty nine. And that did not do well in the ratings. It did not make money as a TV show, but it made money as was as a package to sell to like Netflix. Right. And so they were making shows for CW that they could sell off to somebody else. I was, listening, was, to, uh, I was listening to the film cast and they were talking about possible names for the new combined streaming service. And uh, Jeff Kanata suggested Disco Max. <laughs> and, then, and then later said that he hopes they find a way to acquire uh, Peacock so it can be Max Cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah here it is mike uh so it's 50 50 by cbs and warner brothers and then deal pending for 75 percent of network to be acquired by nexter media group with wpd and paramount retaining 12 and a half percent so the 75 percent is going to be owned by a company called nexter media group um, I could be wrong. Was CW what they were what they were basically giving away? As long as you took the debt with it. Affiliates with four major U.S. Do we have anything uh, else to talk about about Westworld? Oh no, Mike. Uh, hmm. No. So whether it comes back or not will be a surprise. We'll see what it is. And if they decide to cut the budget, good news. They found a reason to bring absolutely nobody back next year. <laughs> That's true. Except Evan Rachel Wood. That's all right. Well, but but Ed, Ed Harris said he's coming back. Ed Harris will be back. I'd be fine with Ed Harris coming back. And honestly, yeah. for the actors, especially an actor like Ed Harris, 
you know, he's under contract. I think they have to tell, they, that makes sense that they tell him, Hey, look, uh, you know, this is when we'd be filming next year. So please leave that open in your schedule. Don't book a film or something like that. Um, so he knows where to put that in as per his contracted schedule. But that could also be with the underlining assumption of assuming we get renewed. Well, and also we've learned we can't trust anything these actors say. Yeah, that, that was that was big. Uh, big uh, human lie. being, virtual program. It's very easy to confuse the true, the two. Obviously, <laughs> right? Digital code. Well, technically, we're all code DNA versus digital. What's the difference? So, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> are we done yet? Uh, Mike, are we done yet? Or I don't know I got eight more minutes before Better Call Saul starts. So oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what? The show's still on. I thought the show's over. Yeah, tonight the, the, the series finale is at nine o'clock. Oh, tonight. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so yeah, so uh, if if the season series comes back for season five. Um, which may be end of 2023 or 2024 sometime, uh, and China hasn't destroyed all of us, um, we'll be back. Shut up. I have to throw that in at You've least once. Every for three years straight. I have to say it at least once. <laughs> every podcast. Every podcast. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back, uh, even to the chagrin of Eric. Um, so, I'll say this, Eric. In, in in Phil's defense, when did Westworld start? Was that 2018? Are we done yet? I'm just saying. Wait. Yeah, about that, Mike. How, how much? How much has the world changed since Westworld started? <laughs> a bit. A bit. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not ruling it out. Is all I'm going to say. I'm not saying he's right. I'm just saying. I'm not going to rule it out either. I'm just saying. Just sitting around obsessed about it and living in fear doesn't help anything. Yeah. Well, no, that's true. That's true, that's true, that's true. Fair enough. But I'll be prepared to accept the nuke, Eric. I'll be yeah, prepared. Yeah, you got your bunker already? No, I don't. Well, then you're not no. prepared, are you? Here's the thing. Uh, prepared <laughs> to accept the nuke or not prepared to accept the nuke, uh, you're toasted anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. The good news is that U of M is on the target list, so I'll just be vaporized immediately. I won't even know what's coming. Yeah. Actually, me too, because... Uh, uh, and, and, and about three miles away is the U.S. Space Force, uh, New Boston uh, satellite uh, base. It used to be the U.S. Air Force satellite base, and now it's the U.S. Space Force. <laughs> it has it has like twenty giant golf balls the size of like buildings, uh, nice. and inside that is all the the stuff that's watching the Chinese and Russians. So they'll, they'll hit us. Cool. I still, I, I still it's in the middle it. of nowhere too. It's filled with bears. The whole area too. It's funny. <laughs> a lot of it. The question is, what is Phil more afraid of, bears or China? True. True. <laughs> Just wait till the army of pandas comes marching over. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. That day, that day, like uh, uh, three weeks ago, when I was in the forest, and the deer jumped out in front of me, me. And my dog, I, I literally almost had a heart attack because it's like, oh my god, it's a bear! It's like, oh, thank god, it's a deer. Because it's easy to confuse a, confuse a deer with a bear. Well, it, it was just this giant thing that just jumped out. It's like, holy shit! You know, did the antlers give it away? 
WSS. Be <laughs> <laughs> <In> disguise. <laughs> Well, you got to remember, it's always in the back of my mind. So, <laughs> bear that strapped antlers to its head. Dude, I, I could be in the middle of Boston and walk into a club or a restaurant, and, and something startles me, and I'll think it's a bear. Right? Oh, my goodness, you need help. Well, you know, Phil, there are bear clubs you can go where if you want. They have bears there. <laughs> That's true. That is true. That is true. Black bears and brown bears and tan bears. Yeah, they got it all. White, white bears, Asian bears. Yeah, that's true. That's a European bears, bears of all sides. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, local bears. Wow. Local bears. This has yeah. gone off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be. All right. So, um, should we uh, have a wrap up episode and discuss what no. we think? I'm just yes, curious. for the love of God. Because we we can't because uh, as we we found out every season they're pretty much almost independent stories and don't have really anything to do with their prior season so it's not like we can predict what do you think is going to happen to everybody's dead everybody will still be dead yes that's right yeah, uh, if I so, have to predict I will say that we have seen the last of Caleb we have seen the last of Frankie I don't know if we ever actually saw Frankie's girlfriend um. But I think they're gone, gone. I think they're done, done, done. Just, okay. just like Young William is done. I think they're done. Yeah, I think you're you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's um somewhat of a disappointing season compared to say season one and season two, which were, were pretty solid seasons. Especially season one. Season one was really good. Um, it was better than so, last season, but yeah, yeah, it was better than last season. Even even though I did like last season. Having more Evan Rachel Wood, this one I, I felt we were we were lacking Evan Rachel Wood too much, and and she's pretty pretty cool. Um, but well, yeah. in her, it's her storyline. She didn't write it to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. Um, well, even last season's storyline of hers kind of sucked too. When I think about it, but but at least she was in this. But in, everybody's in the, kind of sucked last season. Well, that's true. They all sucked. Yeah. So, I mean, I look, I think this was, I really do think this was a solid season and I get there are little things that you can niggle in this last episode, but overall, I think that it was a fitting end. And if it is the end, then it's, it's not a terrible way to go out. I think this was a much better season than last season. I thought it was a more coherent season than season two, which got a little too clever in editing together multiple storylines to keep the audience guessing. It fell in love with its own genius in the first turns season. everybody into robots too in the second and season. then turns everyone and you know yeah. I, and the first season was just brilliant on its own as its own thing um for what it was and they have not been able to recapture that which was unfortunate but um hey I, but i like this season a lot i think there was this, a, a much more coherent season than the last two i think the payoff was much better than the last one um I thought there was there was some there was good stuff there and there was good ideas there is good philosophy there to it it's just kind of uh, unfortunately it's Phil it's it's Eric philosophy which is that oh well hey everybody sucks even the robots yeah I, I think that the the problem with the show oddly because it's just one thing but it's the hugest thing is the loss of Anthony Hopkins uh, I think he he made. The first two seasons were really good, even though the other storylines in those seasons were really good too. But losing Anthony Hopkins hurts. Losing the 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 West the Westworld setting for Westworld, 
Yeah. Um, right. And it doesn't help because it sets a certain tone that you don't get when you're set in a modern world that really isn't that different from our own. Right. It really isn't. Right. Um, so it looks like it takes place 30 years, 40 years in the future, maybe. Not, you know, but, uh, you know, it's it just makes it something else, something other. And uh, it is what it is. Indeed. Um, all right. So I, I think we'll, we'll, we can probably start wrapping it up here. So uh, we will be back we in the future. Uh, but uh, for folks who are curious, you can uh, follow us on other podcasts where we're not as disappointed, so to speak. Uh, well, see, I know Eric is just trying to drag everybody down because Eric was disappointed. Yeah. I liked this season. No, Eric's just trying to never do this podcast again. So let's fucking wrap it up. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Doc discussion podcast. Doc discussions podcast is a podcast where uh, myself, Eric, and Mike, along with. Uh, uh, some other co-hosts, including uh, Barrett, are discussing weekly a new genre movie, uh, generally horror and thrillers and things of that nature, and we critique and dissect. We don't just pick big-budget films, but we also pick uh, indie films, f- foreign language films and stuff, but uh, we really go deep into uh, discussing uh, those films. Uh, so you can hear us on the Dark Discussions podcast. Uh, we also do some other podcasts. Uh, Eric, what's that podcast that me, you, and Mike sometimes do when uh, we're not doing She-Hulk and the Game of Thrones prequel? I don't do either of those. But when me and Mike don't do those. Oh, we sometimes do cinema a la carte, which is movies that don't fall into the Dark Discussions umbrella. That's right, that's right. So it can be anything from dramas to Disney films to uh, science fiction films and whatnot. Um, so you can email us at darkdiscussions at aol.com. Go to darkdiscussions.com is the website. And for folks who are curious, uh, today was August 15th, 2022, that we're recording this. Me, Eric, and Mike, along with a number of other folks from the Dark Discussions uh, listener base and network, are meeting up in Mystic, Connecticut, uh, the 19th, the 20th, and I think the 21st, too. Uh, of August uh, as our, I guess, uh, yearly meetup that we usually do that was canceled for a couple of years because of the COVID. So it'll be exciting to see Eric and and, fo- and folks again in person. Uh, you can always join us. Details, email us at darkdiscussions at com, and put in Mystic as the subject. Or just go to darkdiscussions.com and choose menu item. Contact us. Um, all right, so I think that's pretty much it. Anybody want to say anything to our listeners for following us this season of Westworld and Bulls, Brothers, and Bots? Mike, anything you want to say? Mike? Yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, I want to thank them all for listening, and uh, I don't know if we'll be back on this podcast again. Uh, there will be other podcasts, and uh, what can I say? If uh, you want to sue your podcast co-host, because they won't let you go. Better call She-Hulk. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and uh, Eric, uh, anything you want to say to our listeners who were somewhat sad like you about the season or just sad that you weren't happy about the season? Well, I'm sorry. I'm a grumpy bastard. I've just I've discovered I really don't enjoy uh, podcasting about weekly television, uh, but you guys keep forcing me to do it. So I'm miserable. 
And I, I hope they don't to. come back with another season. Yeah, all right. All right. And uh, uh, once again, for me, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, all the support. Uh, listening is great. As uh, one co-host said, from a, the second largest podcast in the world, and uh, I won't mention who it is because it is a political podcast, so we won't uh, talk about that. But the individual said something really interesting, and that individual said that the usual listener of podcasts listens to only three to seven podcasts and that's it. And when you add our podcast to your shelf, we appreciate it greatly because, again, uh, not only do people sometimes listen maybe once and then never come back, but they've decided to take their time and listen to us. And it is greatly appreciated uh, as uh, the second largest podcast in the world states that it is a, a great honor. So we appreciate all you folks for listening to us here and we hope to see you on our other podcasts. And also if uh, the show is not canceled, uh, see you again on bullets, brothels and bots podcast, a Westworld podcast uh, noted by Huffington post. And with all that stated, Eric, why don't you lead us out? All right. Thanks for tuning in. This is wrap up season four of Westworld. Maybe forever. See you next year. Mm-hmm.